Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Vine and Branches podcast. My name is Allie O'Neill, and today we're going to be starting the first day of our three-part series on stress and anxiety. So this was a topic that came from y'all. You were interested in hearing more about stress and anxiety and how to combat those issues and deal with them in your daily lives. So I broke this segment into today being talking about stress and how it affects our body. Tomorrow will be anxiety and how we may be fed up with it and need to combat that. And the third day is the perfectionist syndrome, talking about omitting the competition that we put against ourselves or other people give us in our lives. So today on stress, I'm going to be answering questions like, what is stress? Um, Where does it come from? How are our bodies affected? Um, What will it take for us to change the behaviors that cause stress? How can we then relax and enjoy life? And then I'll even talk about like stress and work and how the two correlate with each other and end with stress feeding anxiety, which will kind of... um, give us a pathway into tomorrow's discussion. So we know that we cannot avoid all stress. And in in fact, some stress is actually good and necessary for us, but too much is going to affect us in a negative way. So stress contributes immensely to our emotional outbursts and they're not good for us, nor are they good for the people that are around us. So we need to really be aware of what stress is and how it can take form because we know that it's going to affect us, but once it starts affecting the people around us, it kind of takes all components of our life awry. So for some of you who are not familiar with engineering, stress was originally an engineering term and it was referred to how much pressure a building could take before it collapsed. Now, it's amazing that it originated talking about buildings, but I feel like there's more people that are collapsing from stress than actual buildings are. So when you're putting a building together, you want to reinforce it so it can withstand weathering, such as storms, hurricanes, earthquakes, and other factors. But the thing is, is that we're not thinking about these same things when we're trying to reinforce ourselves in our bodies. So we need to think in such a way that we can reinforce ourselves so we don't collapse in our own storms, in our own hurricanes, and our own factors in our life. So sometimes we can feel that we're stressed and we're at the point of breaking. And very often our stress is, is coming from a pressure that's due to the fact that we've committed to way too many things. And then we kind of wonder why we feel frustrated all the time. And at least when I do this, sometimes I have to pull myself back and I have to think about what am I committing to? Why am I committing to it? And then I have to have that hard, serious talk with myself that's like, okay, you are feeling frustrated all the time because you're sucking the joy out of your life. So at the end here, I'm going to give you some resources of how to deal and combat 
this stress and one of them is knowing your limits and we're going to talk about that a little bit more but first I wanted to dive into the effects of stress on your body and how like physiologically it's actually working so the short version is that the state of upset or arousal in your body is going to set off a natural alarm and this is what people refer to as the fight or flight response And this is actually designed to help us and defend us against ourselves um, through threatening hostile events. So let's say you're just simply thinking of a a stressful event or moment in your life. This is going to do exactly the same to your body as if you were actually going through the event and living it in the moment. Which is scary that we're not actually dealing with the trauma, yet we're doing that to our bodies. So the brain, the pituitary glands, we have the adrenal glands, and the adrenal cortex is actually going to tell our bodies to make cortisol. And this cortisol is fighting off the inflammation and increasing our blood sugar and our muscle tension. So then we have adrenaline that's being produced and that increases our heart rate, it raises our blood pressure and our cholesterol levels, and it sends glucose to our muscles. So all these responses are going to help us deal with the stressful events or emergencies that we're facing. And I just think that it's a wonderful marvel to know that God created these responses for us in result of stress. So our bodies are built to deal with such resistance but sometimes we can get too much of it and then our body has alternate reactions um just going to speak from a personal experience or multiple i have dealt with immense amount of stress to the point where it has given me seizures and i've gone into the doctors and they've done tests that they need to do and they found out that there was no other cause to these seizures other than the fact that I was dealing with too much on my plate and they said that I needed to manage myself better. They said that this would lower my threshold for seizures and therefore could even get rid of my epilepsy completely. Best advice I was ever given. It was true. Um, Stress can also do other things to people and can show up in other forms. Some people end up getting eczema on the palms of their hands. Um, They can get it all throughout their body, not because of um, hereditary factors or genetics. It's actually just because of the stress that they're they're enduring. Um, Some people have certain tics, things that they do with their hands, twitching. Some people do this thing where they um, they pull hair from various parts of their body, such as their, um, their scalp or their eyebrows. And actually they're inflicting pain in themselves when they're doing this. So there, there there's so many forms that stress can actually take, but so the same reactions that stress, uh, to stress that are built into our bodies that will actually help us will actually end up harming us if we're allowing this stress to cause the the fight or flight response and if we're allowing it to be repeated excessively over and over again so if you stop and you think of a rubber band and it's it's has pretty good elasticity you can keep pulling it and pulling it before it breaks but eventually it thins out to the point where it breaks and I think that that's kind of what we do 
Um, we keep all, we keep on pulling ourselves thin thinking I can just pull a little bit more and a little bit more and I'll keep it all together. And we don't, and we end up breaking. So that kind of makes me wonder, you know, when is it that we're going to decide that we need to make a change, that this stress is something that we shouldn't be living with to such a level. And I don't know how, if you know anyone like this, but how many people do you know who work too hard and are committed to a lot more than they can handle peacefully? And they kind of never seem to enjoy any of it. And then think, are you one of those people? And what is it going to take you to change? A wonderful woman called Natalie Goldberg says, stress is an ignorant state. It believes that everything is an emergency. So if we're stressed, we're thinking that everything's important. Everything needs to be done right now. And if we're not the ones who are doing it, everything's going to fall apart. And this is a false idea that we've given to ourselves. Stress management is a multi-billion dollar business. And you've probably read a book or an article on it or even several of them if you're desperate enough. And these books sell like crazy, and it's all on how to let, get our lives under control and how we can manage ourselves and live well. But we can't really do that unless we're being led by the Spirit of God. And we can read all of these books, but if we're not taking this advice that we're given into action, then the stress is going to consume us to a point where we cannot relax and enjoy life. So there are people who are tired and they're worn out. They're uptight and irritated, and they usually spend a lot of time complaining about it. So if you know complainers, they're probably stressing a lot. But the thing is that they do little to nothing to change that. But then they want to understand why they feel the way that they feel so they can almost justify it and make it okay and still probably wouldn't end up making a change about it. So I actually have a family member who has a lot on her plate and she's always doing so much and doing things for other people, but she can't seem to keep up with herself. And she complains about it all the time and how people are wronging her and doing things to her and stressing her out. But I've asked her many times, what are you doing to reduce that stress? What are you doing to help yourself? Because these other people aren't going to help you. We're going to have to lean on God and do the work ourselves. So there are times where we can end up feeling trapped And we actually think that we have to do all the things that we do. But the truth is that we don't. If you got sick and had to be hospitalized for a month, believe it or not, life would go on. And either someone else would do what you're doing or even shockingly, it might not get done at all and there's going to be no adverse reaction to it. So you're stressing about all these things in your life thinking that you have to be the one to do it. But once again, it's a false idea that we're giving. And I'm not saying that we should ignore our responsibilities because our responsibilities are important and they're things that we have to get done. But I do believe that we need to learn that we can't do everything we want to do, nor can we do everything everyone else wants us to do. 
The expectations of other people can be just as stressful as the expectations that we're putting on ourselves. And the first key to lowering your stress level is learning how to say no. So we can't do everything that everyone else does. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more when I get back to the points of how we're going to combat stress. So I want to talk about work for a second because a lot of us, the source of stress comes from work, whether that's working at home as a, um, you know, as a full-time stay-at-home mom, whether it's working at home as a full-time stay-at-home mom and working another part-time job or being a man and working in a really tough labor-intensive field or working in an accounting field, whatever it is you could possibly be doing, work can bring us so much stress. And I think it's because we expect too much out of people because we can accomplish a lot. And even expecting too much out of people when we can't accomplish a lot. So our expectations of other people in our workplace or our work environment ends up giving us stress. Not only that, but quite often people aren't honestly communicating with their employers because they feel like they might lose their jobs or become demoted. So when we're putting, if our bosses are putting too much pressure on our plate or too many tasks for us to get done, There are a few times when we say no and say, listen, I've got a lot of stuff that I have to get done. You know, can we can we schedule this later? Can we do something? We need to effectively communicate with our employers. Even if you are your own employer, you think you have to run your entire business and do everything yourself. But you have a staff and a support system that are there to help you along. So as, as you shouldn't be overloading yourselves, you shouldn't be overloading the people that are um, working with you and alongside you in your business either. And another, another thing to kind of spawn off of that is that even if it were the worst case that we were to lose our jobs and get another one, that would be much better than being stressed out all the time. Brian and I just went through this. We had to leave an organization that we were working for due to our stress levels and the issues it was creating in our life. And although it's scary to lose that job and to move on, it has been far better to move into different career paths and do different things rather than carry that stress that is affecting us mentally, spiritually, and physically. So... Another one of our stressors, and this can be in work or even if it's not in work, is comparing ourselves and competing with others. And I'm going to talk about this one too a little bit more um, in the resources segment. But, you know, we, we seem to think that we have to live the way that someone else lives or take on something that everyone else takes on. And that is not true. We all have different capacities of how we can handle things. And comparing ourselves and competing with others is extremely unhealthy and a huge source of stress. So knowing everything that we know about stress, we also know that it feeds into anxiety 
And this is scary because nothing harms us emotionally the way that stress does. And we might say that anxiety is almost our emotions out of control. It's where we're having to do breathing exercises because we can't even keep our breathing in check. Or we're having panic attacks. We're crying and we don't even know why we're crying. It's our emotions completely out of control. And when, ex- and when someone experiences anxiety most of the time, it's because of their emotions. And the, a lot of those emotions stem from that stress that they're dealing with in their life. It's because their emotions have been pressured to the point that they're no longer functioning healthily. So if you have anxiety, you're not functioning healthily. It's not, it's not a healthy way to cope with things. And there are many situations that cause anxiety, such as the death of a spouse or child, divorce, job loss, um, really anything can be a reason to that is serious enough to give us this anxiety because we're stressing about it so heavily. But the majority of it is caused just simply by taking on more than we can handle. So... If we refuse to make the decision and follow through and keep feeling stressed, we're going to break. And we have to make that decision to want to change. And I know that it's hard because you're like, okay, I'm going to make the decision. Now what do I do to change? So I want to give you at least six points that are going to help you to combat stress. The first one is to know your limits. Everyone's limits are different. So some people say to me, I don't know how you can be a mother of a two-year-old toddler and go to school full-time and take care of your household and also be doing a counseling job and write on the side and do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. I hear this all the time, but for me when I hear that and I'm like, why not? Why can't you believe that I could do that? The reason people are verbalizing this to me is it's because it is outside of their capacity. It is outside of their limit of what they can handle. For me, it's it's a normality. It's okay. I like to multitask. It's good for me. And I know my limit. And if I added another thing on to that, I may not be able to handle it. So there's nothing wrong with being a person who can do, you know, they can do a bunch of things, but they may not be able to handle as much as someone else can handle. You have to know your limits, not everyone else's. The second thing to help uh, reduce or combat stress is learn how to say no. Um, A great resource for this is The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. I absolutely love that book. And it talks about um, how to say no. And that's really hard for some people. And I know it's hard for me because we don't want to let people down or seem incompetent or that we don't care. But in turn, while we're doing things for other people, we're putting ourselves aside. And I have to tell you that If you are not taking care of yourselves, you cannot help other people. So if someone asks you to do something that week, you look at your calendar and you're like, wow, it's a little jam-packed and I'm going to be spreading myself too thin. My rubber band might break. 
take a chance, give yourself some more space and just say no. It doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to be negative. We can tell them in a positive way and we can even help them uh, later on with something else. It doesn't have to be that specific thing. The third thing to help you reduce stress is don't overcommit. And this kind of is reiterating what I said before. Don't add too much to your plate to the point where your rubber band is going to break. The fourth way to combat stress is going to be let the competition go because it's not worth it. Let the competition go. So many of us compare ourselves to others and we're saying, well, this person can do it, so why can't I? Or this person is so good at this and that, I could do it better. And that is such a poor way to go from things. And this is a huge supplier of stress. Um, I have a friend who has always said that she has to be a perfectionist. She has to do everything perfectly and she beats herself up when she doesn't to the point where she finds herself in competition with people for just about everything. If it's a simple game at an event, if it is um, talking about uh, school or work, everything becomes a competition and it's like, oh yeah, will you do this? Well, I do that. And Not only is it unhealthy from a stress perspective, but it's unhealthy from a place of humility because if we have so much pride to the point where we feel that we need to be perfect or that we feel that we need to be in competition with others, this may be the time when we need to hold up a mirror and really look at ourselves and what we're doing to ourselves. The fifth thing that you could do to help reduce or combat stress is to take care of your mental, spiritual, and physical health. This is where stress breeds and reduces from. Our mental health is so, so important, and so is our spiritual and our physical health. If all these components aren't being taken care of, then we can't do anything because I know my mom, she puts so much on her plate all the time. And I always tell her, listen, you can do all of this stuff, but if you're not alive to do it, what good is it? And that's because she puts herself in situations where she does things for others to the point that she neglects herself and she's not taking care of that physical health. And, you know, some things are really important. If you have diabetes, if you have heart issues, if any, any health issue is important, needs to be tend to because we tend to go in this cycle of spiraling out of control. And when we do that, where we're taking something that could be minimal and the risk is small and we're elevating that risk because we're not dealing with it at the lowest level. And... The final bit that I want to give you to reduce stress is use God's principles of wisdom. So I I do realize that some of you who tune in to the podcast are not Christians and you may have your own morals and values that help you uh, to gain wisdom on how to combat stress. And that is great. But for me, I do come from a biblical perspective and God is important and he is central to my life. So what do I mean by using God's principles of wisdom? 
scripture is great. And I I just got a couple of verses here that are helpful to me as I was studying this morning over stress and thinking how I was going to talk about this. I went to 2 Samuel 22:7 and it's he's talking about calling out to the Lord in your times of distress because he's going to he's going to calm you and he's going to answer your prayers. So how many times when we're we're stressed we lean to our husband or our child even or maybe a friend of ours but but we're Christians and we're not leaning on God. And and God is the first person that we want to lean to but the least likely person that we actually go to first. And I stress this because no one's going to understand your situation like he does and He has the ability of giving you that calmness that no one else can give you. And another one was Psalms 118 verses 5 through 9. And it's talking about the Lord putting you in a spacious place when you're calling out to him in distress. And you can take refuge in him. And it's better to take refuge in him and trust in him than to trust in humanity. And I I believe in that wisdom fully when we're dealing with stress is that God's going to give you a spacious place. He's going to give you that space of comfort that you need. And we can try to go from a human perspective as much as we want. But it's when we try to take that thought of the flesh or that human perspective that things may not go as well for us is if we're taking our action from the wisdom that that God's giving us. Um, something that was encouraging for me that was it was in Luke twelve seven and it says, "Don't be afraid; you are worth more than many sparrows." And I believe that it was so important that I found it again in Matthew ten thirty one, and it said, "Don't be afraid; you are worth more than many sparrows." This was reiterated twice in two different books of the Bible. And I know that I struggle sometimes with self-confidence and, you know, feeling that I'm good enough. But then I remember that I am more, I'm worth more than sparrows. And that's helpful because to combat stress, we need to be able to come from a place of self-confidence. We need to be confident in ourselves and And not only that, confident in the people that are around us, that they are capable and they can do and they can make changes. Because when we're putting these expectations on ourselves and then on others, we're just, it's like a double whammy. We're worried about way too many people, but mostly we need to be concerned with ourselves and that self-confidence that we are worth more than sparrows. So if you're feeling down on yourself, tell yourself that today. You're more than rubies. You're worth more than diamonds. You are worth more than sparrows. So again, six points to combat and reduce stress. Know your limits. Learn how to say no. Never overcommit. Let the competition go or let go and let God. Take care of mental, spiritual, and physical health. Because everything's going to be breeding and reproducing from that. And then use God's principles of wisdom. So 
I hope that that information was helpful for y'all today and that I gave you some good resources to start uh, combating stress. There are many other ways that you can deal with stress. If you're having a hard time, there are great resources that you can use online. And if you are really hurting and you need someone to talk to, please reach out to the crisis text line. I always put the link um, for how to, you know, use that resource. And if you also look up crisis text line on Google, you can find how to connect with us and get good counseling in times of stress and in times of need. Never feel like you can't go and get help. You, There's always, you know, a, an option for you. So tomorrow we're going to be talking on the subject of anxiety and we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Please feel free to reach out to me if you have anything that you want me to specifically put in the segment on anxiety, specific things you want me to talk about, and let me know if this podcast was helpful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a blessed day.